0: We're continuing our podcast series, Studying the Western Wall. In our last episode, we considered Robinson's Arch. Robinson's Arch was described by Dr. Edward Robinson in the 1880s. The area was later excavated by Israeli Professor Benjamin Mazar after the 1967 war. Today, we're going to look at two additional findings from Professor Mazar's search around the area of the Robinson's Arch. There's an old saying, if these stones could speak, what stories they would tell. First will let the stones speak for themselves. Five courses of stone underneath Robinson's arch, a message written in Paleo-Hebrew, is engraved in the Western Wall. The message is a slightly modified version of the first part of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 14. I'm picking up now in uh, Lean Rittmeyer's Jerusalem, the Temple Mount. He writes, the quote says, And when you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like an herb. The inscription, however, your bones is changed to their bones, and the words shall flourish are missing. In fact, it would, in fact, appear that the graffiti artist was under pressure and unable to complete the quote. This carving was one of the most dramatic and memorable finds of the excavations that followed the Six-Day War. According to Professor Mazar, it probably dates from the 4th century when the Emperor Julian the Apostate gave permission to the Jews to rebuild the temple. The carving was seen as an expression of a people who had returned to land full of hope to restore the ritual that was the focus of their lives. Their hopes were apparently dashed in uh, 363, the year 363, when disasters such as earthquakes and fires at the building of the site of the temple brought the project to an end. End quote. Emperor Ju- Roman Emperor Julian was a nephew of Emperor Constantine. The Center for Online Judaic Studies states that Julian became emperor in the year 360, uh, 361, and he wanted to return Rome to its pagan origins. He had a distaste for Christians because they taught that there was only one way to be saved, and this did not fit in at all with his pagan beliefs. The emperor passed laws restricting freedoms for Christians. He apparently showed favor to the Jewish people to further infuriate the Christians. Also, Julian admired the fact that Judaism was in favor of animal sacrifices. The emperor not only allowed Jewish people to return to Jerusalem, he ordered that Jewish people could rebuild the temple. The building project was short-lived, and according to the online center, it may have only lasted a few days. Emperor Julian died in battle 19 months after ascending the throne. Back to the verse that's engraved on the wall. What is so remarkable about the verse is not as much as what is written as what is not written. The verse inscribed on the wall only indicates the first part of uh, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 14. And when you see this, your heart will rejoice like bones of an herb. What is interesting is the context of the verse. Isaiah 66 begins with the following two verses, Thus saith Yahweh, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build unto me? Where is the place of my rest? For all those things have my hand made, and all those things have been, saith Yahweh. But to this man I will look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, that trembles at my word. The opening verses In this chapter, seem to imply that the Almighty is not overly concerned about a physical temple. Yet a temple is mentioned multiple times in this passage. Um, We're going to pick up in verse 6 through 13. A voice of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of Yahweh that rendereth recompense to his enemies. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pains came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth? Saith Yahweh, shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith thy God? Rejoice ye with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all ye that love her. Rejoice with, for joy for her, all ye that mourn for her that ye may suck and be satisfied with the breasts of her consolations, that ye may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith Yahweh, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall you suck, and ye shall be born upon her sides, and be dandled upon her knees as one whom his mother comforts. So will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. The prophet not only talks about the temple, he mentions that God's voice comes out of the temple. He mentions the birth of a nation. This theme was used as the headlines of the Palestine, uh, the Palestine Post when Israel was declared a nation. On May 16, 1948, the newspaper headline announced, The State of Israel is Born. If Emperor Julian had invited Jewish people back to Jerusalem, if he approved of the building of the temple, hopes were surely soaring. How appropriate to refer to a chapter in the scriptures that speak of a nation being born, of a temple being built, of God speaking out of the temple. Perhaps the person who who engraved the verse in the wall hoped that this prophecy would come true, that Israel would be restored as an independent nation, and even more than that, the hope of the world to come. Verses 22 and 23 read, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith Yahweh. So shall your seed and your name remain. That shall come to pass from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith Yahweh. The prophet ends his chapter by saying, a new heavens new earth will remain, and you and your name will remain. We've been cast out, but we will finally remain. But the temple was not rebuilt. Messiah did not come, and we still wait. The engraver's zeal reminds us of the glorious hope to come. We're going to consider one more archaeological find from Professor Mazar's big dig around Robinson's Arch. This was included on the armstronginstitute.org site. Many of you may have heard of Herbert W. Armstrong, the founder of the Worldwide Church of God, which did a lot to, um, to share Sabbath with Christians around the world, he and his organization helped fund Professor Benjamin Mazar and later Dr. Elat Azar, sending not only hundreds of thousands of dollars but also many, many uh, students who helped with the dig. Dr. Elat Mazar. Released a book in 2021, just before she passed away, entitled "Over the Crossroads of Time: Jerusalem's Temple Mount Monumental Staircases," in it she described many of the finds which had been previously not not discussed openly uh, to the public. In it, she mentioned one specific find: uh, a small golden ring. The uh, Armstrong Institute website wrote. The miniature 2,000-year-old gold ring was etched with a seven-branch menorah symbol. The ring had been buried with a Herodian layer inside a vault located outside the Temple Mount walls. It was roughly dated to the first century CE. Due to its miniature size, less than one centimeter in diameter, Dr. Mazar pointed out that the ring, quote, could fit only the finger of a newborn. The website went on to point out that the wise men from these brought gold frankincense, and myrrh in Matthew chapter 2 to the Messiah when he was only a child. The Greek word used for gold in that verse in Matthew is also used in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 9 and refers to gold jewelry. While we have no reason to believe that this gold ring is the gold given to Yeshua by the Magi, we see that jewelry was apparently given to infants and children at this time. In fact, this is a custom that is still carried out in different cultures around the world. So as we look through the archaeologic finds, it just gives us more and more reason to believe that what we read in the scripture is true. What we know about the temple is true. and What we know about the temple to come is true as well.